Welcome to your path to success with Ruth Kearns Bowman. I'm a leadership coach and facilitator, and I have created this podcast to inspire, encourage, and equip you on your leadership journey as you navigate your personal path to success. Today's guest, Maria De La Era, has over 25 years of experience in international marketing, sales, and general management, with 18 of those years working in the luxury sector. Several years ago, Maria chose to leave the corporate world and found her professional sweet spot as a board member. In this interview, she talks about how she navigated her career and how she made and embraced choices at each stage. Her story will take us from her first move to Switzerland as a young, newly married Spanish literature graduate seeking to establish herself in the professional world through the way she worked her way up from being an assistant to being a corporate executive and finally to her most recent decision to leave the corporate world behind her and embrace not only a new professional adventure but also a new lifestyle. Enjoy the podcast. So today I'm here with my friend Maria De La Era who is a former managing director at Bulgari and currently contributes as a board member of several companies. So it's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth. It's a, it's a pleasure for me being here. And thank you very much for thinking of me. It's well, been a pleasure. you know, it's great because I know you a little bit and also because I really respect the way that you have handled your career. And I think that's what we're here to talk about today. We met because we're both on the board of BPW Lake Geneva, which is a network for professional women here. And I think we both have a passion for seeing women really empowered to succeed and, and contribute at their best at every in every area of society. Absolutely. I think it's extremely important to share our experience with other women and to, to learn from other women, to know how they develop their careers, the, the struggles they met, and the doubts, the decisions they made. We need to share. We need to share because we learn and we, uh, we inspire others. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also aware that pretty sure that some men are going to also get a lot out of this. So it's not just for women, right? <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say that I have learned most of my career. I have learned a lot, not only from women, but from men. Yeah, I exactly. had a few mentors and people that I consider my mentors, and they were mostly men. So yeah, yeah I'm open to that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit later. And I wanted to mention that last year you gave a talk at BPW Lake Geneva where you talked about women on boards and you challenged us to think about whether we were ready to step up and take a role on a board. And I think, you know, what struck me was your encouragement both to be bold in making your choices and to putting yourself forward, but also to prepare. And I think those two things are things that I've seen you consistently do throughout your career boldness but also preparing your career choices and your career moves would you say that that is true Uh, yes it is true it is true basically because I am I believe that I am a very conservative person so that uh, yeah being conservative conservative makes me want to dare because uh, I want to do things and but at the same time I need to overcome this easiness that I have in myself and at the same time I need to to have a degree of preparation. Yeah. So I think that throughout my career 
I have always thought of moving forward, doing things in a different way, changing, but I needed to have the choices very well thought of. Yeah. So let's talk about some bold moves, because I think mm-hmm. bold is the right word, because it's not about that you are someone who loves taking risks. It's about being bold and then, you know, backing it up with action. And the first time, I think, was, you know, early on, you chose to come to Switzerland and you didn't have a job here at that time. And tell us a bit about the challenges that that presented and how you overcame them. Yeah, well, I was very young. I was only 24 years old. And I have to say that uh, this this choice I made, uh, it was not really thought of. I came here because I met a, a Swiss person and I married him. And I realize now, I mean, I'm much older now, I realize that I didn't think about that. That was an emotional decision, and I changed my life. I was working in Spain, I had finished my studies, and, and I said, okay, I leave everything and I go to Switzerland. And very soon I realized that the choices were mine, and I had to cope with the consequences. And it was not easy at the, same, at the, at the very first time. Uh, period of this adventure. I had to learn the language, I had to find a job, I had to make friends, I had to fight a little bit against the prejudice of being Spanish, uh, where everybody thought that I could be, uh, I don't know, uh, a cashier in the Migro, which is fine, but uh, I had studied to do something different. Yeah. And, and the Migro, for those people who are not from Switzerland, oh, yeah. is, it's, it's a supermarket, it's one of the biggest supermarket chains, right? <laughs> You're right. So I had to overcome many difficulties, but I realized very soon in my life that the choice was mine and the consequences were mine. Mm-hmm. So I had to cope with that and I have to make uh, the best of it. And I think that I did. Basically, I had to change my career. I had studied Spanish literature. I wanted to be a teacher. It was very difficult here. I had to, to start all over again my studies and uh, I was in a, in a hurry. I, I, I wanted to work. So I started to work as an assistant in a business school and I have to say that I was a very, very bad assistant. Uh, the first, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, the first day they put me in front of a computer and I didn't know how to switch it on and off. So it was really complicated. But uh, I found someone or two people that really believed in me. One was the um, head of human resources of this uh, business school and another one was a professor who realized that I was a very bad assistant and helped me to improve, but he gave me other responsibilities that were more adapted to my personality. And that, I mean, this person is not with us anymore, but uh, every single day I think of him and I thank him for what he did, uh, the patience he had, uh, the, the time he spent with me, how he... He welcomed me in uh, his family with his uh, wife and, and kids. And, uh, and he was really someone who helped me to realize that I could do things, that I could move forward, that I had the possibility to do a career. Yeah. Mm. So, Maria, it's really interesting. I didn't know that you studied literature. Yes, I did. I did, uh, Spanish literature. And, yeah. you know, you ended up in working in the business world and in, yeah. you know, in... Yeah, well... Uh, how did all of that happen? What, what happened next after being an assistant? <laughs> well, from, a, from an assistant, I moved to another company, DFS, an international company in the, 
in the travel retail business. And believe it or not, since the very beginning I started working, working and traveling a lot in Asia, I was at the beginning also an assistant in uh, merchandising, but little by little I moved up in the uh, in the ladder and I learned different things. I think that uh, you can learn things in different ways. You can go to school or you can learn by doing. Mm-hmm. And in my case, in the business career, I learned by doing, basically. So I had the opportunity to... Well, to move on and start some managerial positions, and uh, from from there, I well, I, I made my career. But basically, it was quite stressful because sometimes I didn't know basic things, and I had to go back home and uh, find books. It was not mm. the internet time at that time. Yeah. <laughs> find books, uh, read, uh, learn. Uh, basically, observe the others and, mm. uh, and see how uh, mm. things were done. Mm. But I always had, I think, the humility to understand that I didn't know everything and I had Mm -hmm. to learn by observing. Mm -hmm. By observing, by reading, by, you know, listening to people who have more experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I think it's very important to have mentors because uh, you, you learn from people, basically, throughout your career. If you think that when you finish your university or your master's degree, you know everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big mistake. Yeah. And there, there is uh, also the experience, the practice, the humility, the repetition of things that make you learn. So we talked about choices or we want to talk about choices. What were some of the next challenging choices that you had to make? Well, every day I had uh, choices, basically because I became a mother and that is uh, another very important part of your of your life, how to manage a career, having a family. And, and one of the most important choices I had to make is how to cope with offers that I had to make an international career. And this is, uh, this is something that is quite uh, difficult very often for women. In my case, it was not because I had to ask my husband to follow me because, uh, unfortunately, we we were divorced uh, when my my daughter was three. But I didn't want to take these opportunities that I had uh, one of them in Singapore because I didn't want to take my daughter far away from uh, her father. Mm -hmm. So I decided to stay in, in Switzerland. And that was something that at the beginning was difficult because, of course, my ambition was to go there, my liking, I, I love Asia, I would have been very happy there. But when I had to make a choice, and that, that's it, I think that when you make choices, you have to put uh, on the plate of the balance the pros and the cons and um, be very clear about what you lose and what you gain. And in that uh, decision, for me, it was... Uh, very clear that she had to stay close to her father, so no regrets mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I seem to remember you told me about the, you know, working as a mother, that your <laughs> daughter told you to go back to work at some yes. point. <laughs> at some point, the company I was working for decided to close the operation in uh, Geneva and uh, move to Singapore, and I decided not to follow. So I was looking for a job and at that time I mean I was thinking how would be life if I was working less or or working part-time and I took some months and 
I concentrate all my energy in my daughter that at that time I, she was like eight or yeah I think she was eight years old and after a few months my daughter looked at me and say when are you going back to work but she was like pleading and asking me please go back to work <laughs> because it was too much for her I mean all this energy and uh, so that also comforted me on my choice of having a career like you can be a mother you can be a, a professional person and, and you can handle both a uh, part of your life mm-hmm. yeah. and it's all about choice isn't it because it's not that that's the right choice for everyone but it's clear no. that in you for you as who you are as a person the relationship with your daughter mm-hmm. that, that that was the right thing and it was good that you can talk about it that she could say that right yeah and uh well now she's uh, she's a mother and she's working so <laughs> That proves that uh, it was not so bad for her. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Later you did move from Switzerland. Yes. That was another choice, right? Yeah, I started to work for Bulgari in uh, 2001. And after a few years, they proposed me to move uh, to Spain as a managing director of Iberia. And at that time, the choice was easier. First of all, because Spain... It's not that far away from Switzerland. My daughter was already, she had a very established uh, uh, relationship with her dad. So uh, uh, I thought that it was good for me. I had been uh, out of my country for many, many years, more close to 20. My parents were aging and uh, my mother was not uh, feeling very well at that time. So I, I took the decision to move back to Spain. And that was also a, a, one of the choices that you have to really think what you lose and what you gain. And for me, it was clear that it was the right move. And I, I'm happy I did that. I'm happy I did that because my daughter could uh, leave the Spanish culture yeah. full time. I could go back to my country, be closer to my parents work in Spain because I had not really worked such a long time in Spain and uh, it was also an opportunity for me to understand that I could live everywhere because going back to your country after many many years is not that easy or that uh, nice as you think it would be basically because you have changed and the country had changed. So for me it was uh, I realized that I was very Swiss in the way I work and I had to adapt, but uh, I decided that I was going to use the best of uh, both worlds, mm-hmm. and it was a wonderful experience. I I realized first of all that the Spanish way of working is extremely professional and very flexible, which I mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and I also understood that giving them a little bit of the rigidity that we may have in may have in Switzerland in terms of preparation and planning of things could be uh, also a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spent there six uh, wonderful years, after which I decided that I was ready for the next move. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the next move was going back to a more international scope, because all my life I had been working on a very international environment, uh, very often in contact with uh, Asia. And after six years taking uh, care of a market, 
I was feeling a little bit suffocated. Mm-hmm. I, I needed to see other things, other horizons. I was missing something. I felt that what I was doing in Spain had been done, basically. Yeah. So I voiced this out to my company and they, they offered me a position back in Switzerland but taking care of a Latin American market and the travel retail channel. Mm-hmm. all over the world, which was perfect. And so I came back to Switzerland to work for a while, for seven more years, based in this wonderful country, but uh, traveling all the time. Yeah. And after a while, I wanted to confront another choice. And it's the thought of, uh, will I be doing that the rest of my life? Right, Yeah. <laughs> And that arrived when I was I was turning 54, 55. I was traveling like uh, crazy. I had became a grandmother. I had a stable relationship. And I realized that that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, basically. Right. So I had to start... Start the preparation. You mentioned before that uh, mm-hmm. uh, you make choices, but uh, I need to have this preparation. So I, I was at the beginning. I was very clear of what I didn't want to do, but I was not really clear on what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and that took me some time to figure mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So how did you go about that? Because it is also quite a how would I say that? It's almost like an existential thought. You know, I've become this person who is an international businesswoman and I travel and it becomes part of who you are. And then it's like, what comes after that? That is, you know, who am I? You know, what do, yeah. who am I becoming? Mm-hmm. And for that, I had to listen to lots of people. Okay. And I had to talk to lots of people that had done the same or a similar transition. Yeah. I met people who decided to retire at a very early age. I met people who decided to start their own business, also a very late stage in their careers. And I talked to people that were on the counseling business and there I met people that were on boards. Mm-hmm. And by talking to them and confronting different situations, I I realized that maybe that was the, the path that I wanted to take. But uh, honestly, at the beginning, I didn't know that, or I didn't believe that I was a board material. Okay. And there was one person that was very helpful for me, and it's my partner in life, who had retired, and at that time, he was a member of a board, and he was telling me uh, how it was and he encouraged me but uh, I didn't believe in myself as usual (laughs) (laughs) this is a very feminine thing and so I decided to uh, well to get training on that I got a certification and I did some courses in international schools and believe it or not at the same time that I was starting this reflection and uh, uh, looking at uh, different schools and so on, I got an offer right. to be a member of a board in a, in, in a company that mm-hmm. I like a lot. And when I started on, on that path, 
Then once you start, uh, it's like everything in life. I mean, it's uh, what I was saying before. It's not only what you study, but uh, the experience, uh, what you learn by doing. And, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and I started in that um, last uh, part of my career. And so as you started to... This first opportunity, did it just come to you like that? Did the people know you were looking or was it... How did it come about? Yeah, well, it came through a headhunter. Okay. And I had been talking to a number of headhunters saying, well, this is my situation. This is uh, what I don't want to be doing in the next uh, 10 years of my career. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So the, this is also that I encourage uh, people to do is to talk... Uh, to professionals that uh, are confronted to that kind of situation very often mm -hmm. and they can give you their advice on the, on how they how do they see your uh, your future move mm -hmm. and those conversations were really interesting because they helped me to position myself i mean because saying okay i want to be a member of the board this is a very broad uh, yeah. subject is like saying I want to be an executive person okay well but you need to understand in what are your values in what kind of company you could be useful mm -hmm. how to position yourself how to present yourself mm -hmm. and those conversations with headhunters for me were really really important mm -hmm. and useful because they helped me to understand the kind of companies I could be possible board member Yeah. So there was a lot of research, a lot of actually doing some training, yeah. learning new things, talking to people, talking to headhunters and, and allowing yourself also to be influenced by people, to, to listen and take right. things on board and, and put things into place. Exactly. This is a, I think this is extremely important, like listening, listening to people. How do they see you? Okay. And mm -hmm. how do they see your next move? For me, before saying, I want to do that, I ask, what do you think I could do? Mm -hmm. And that really helped me to position myself. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, this is one part of the decision, but there is another part that is very important, is the material part. Mm -hmm. It's because when you, when you decide to uh, leave a big corporation, a nice position, at a senior position you need to be ready also to leave all the advantages of it. Mm -hmm. When you make a choice, it's not only thinking what you're going to gain. You have to think very careful of what you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. Because if you think and you prepare yourself, you will not be having regrets. Mm -hmm. So I had to prepare as well my financials mm -hmm. to see how I could survive the rest of uh, my career or part of it, how could I pay my mortgage, my uh, insurance uh, companies and uh, my insurance policies and uh, mm -hmm. everything of my day-to-day -day life without having the comfort of the nice salary you get from the corporation. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I, I also encourage everybody to do is a little bit of financial planning mm -hmm. before making any kind of choice because if you do it and you feel comfortable your choice will be easier. And then there is another part that is your ego, how you're going to cope mm -hmm. with your ego. Working on the luxury environment, it was very 
flattering in a way and everybody was saying oh you work in a wonderful environment and so on and of course we we visited lovely places and uh, we had amazing parties and uh, we met uh, incredible people but you need to understand that this is maybe it's not you this is part of your job and you are a different person or your life is different and you need to really understand that when you leave that kind of environment, you will lose also some people. <laughs> Doors that were opened at that time will be closed. And maybe you are not traveling anymore in business class. <laughs> and you will not have your uh, gold cards anymore. And this is something that you need to embrace and understand and uh, be happy with. Because I think that the worst thing of doing a, a choice is having regrets yeah. afterwards. Mm. So the ego part for me was an important, an important subject. How did you do that? Was it something that you thought about? Was it something that you... I have the impression, we haven't talked about this much, but that from the very beginning, you were quite clear on who you are and what's important to you and, and your values. Is that something that, that helped you then at this stage? You have to think about it. You have to be close to your family. I am very close to my brothers and sister and close to my friends from childhood. And they are all professionals, wonderful people, but maybe they don't have the same experience that I had. And what I really appreciate in life is being with them, having a coffee, talking about their kids, grandkids, enjoying a conversation like this one, uh, and I think this is far yeah. more important than many other things yeah. that you can bring or you can bring to your life or you can experience from your professional life. And talking about mentors, I had one person that I will always remember who told me something that seems very simple is what you do is not what you are. Mm -hmm. And you need to know that the things you do now mm -hmm. will not be the same things that you will do later. But you will be always the same person. Mm -hmm. So that also helped me to, to understand that all the um, advantages that I was living at, at some times were not 100% part of my life. That I had to construct my life on different bases, on different uh, expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, talking to people who've known you all your life, whether it be your family or friends who've known you from childhood, from university, it brings you back down to earth because you've all done different things. But fundamentally, you come from the we, same place. Yeah. And we are the same. <laughs> we, hopefully we've grown a bit. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, but basically, intrinsically, we are the same. The person who was funny... A little bit of a clown when was uh, 10 years old continues being the same. Yeah. The person that was kind as a child is a kind person now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is extremely important. Going back to your roots, keeping friends for a long time, opening your, your soul to them, and yeah, sharing with uh, mm. everyone. And it doesn't mean that I don't have friends from my corporate life. Of course I do. Yeah. And I'm uh, very good, by the way. But I try to always keep my uh, origins very clear mm. and very close to me. Mm. So we're kind of drawing towards the close of the time we have together. As you look back, 
what would you say that you've discovered in terms of the like the keys to managing a successful and fulfilling career? Yeah, well, I think I have mentioned a few things, but as a summary, I would say mentoring. Mentoring is very important. And you don't need to go to a person and ask him, would you be my mentor? It's you decide who is the person in your environment that you want to follow and you want to uh, learn from. And I, I have a few in my in my life that uh, I take the opportunity to say thank you because they taught me. Because these people taught me how to deal on a day-to-day basis. They share their experience, sometimes in technical things, in managerial subjects, in how to be decent at work, and I follow them. The second point that I would see it's extremely important is to embrace your choices. As I mentioned before, you have to know what you gain, you have to know what you lose, you have to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. If you decide to make a bold choice in your life, you need to understand that your life is going to be different. Your life is going to be, in some cases, better and in some cases worse. But if, you, if you're happy with it, go for it. Mm-hmm. But think about also what you will be leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I think is really important is that you need to prepare yourself logistically. And when I say logistically, it's maybe it's a change of uh, place, a change of country, a change of culture, a change in your finance. And I think that you need to be really prepared for that and to be prepared mentally. You need to uh, handle your ego mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that you will not be regretting things. Mm-hmm. I think for me it's the, it's the most important thing. If maybe you make a choice and you decide to take a life that is a little bit more simple or your revenues they are not so high so you cannot go out to, to a restaurant every day, you need to embrace that and you need to find the joy of uh, preparing a good meal at, at home. And yeah. uh, that's it. Yeah. And be happy with that. Yeah, so... Make your choices, live with the choices you've made, but think about them up front and prepare yourself because there's an emotional part as well, isn't there, as well as the logistic part. And then in that, really leaning on other people's advice and the mentors that sometimes show up in your life or who offer you advice, not pushing that away. And I see you as someone who's, you know, you've done an amazing job at facing reality and being open to other people's advice and but still knowing who you are you know not blindly following people's advice but knowing who you are so thank you so much thank you it's been a lovely conversation thank you thank you very much for thinking of me and uh, I really feel very flattered because I really appreciate you I know that you know amazing people and being asked to talk to you is a a real pleasure thank thank you you very much thank you I just love the timeless wisdom that Maria shared about navigating a successful and fulfilling career. First, seek out mentors and keep learning. Second, be courageous and then embrace your choices. And third, prepare yourself for the change ahead. And finally, even though Maria did not say this explicitly, it's woven into what she said. Remember who you are at your core and what's really important 
when everything else falls away. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Please do not forget to subscribe to hear more stories to inspire, encourage and equip you on your own personal path to success. Now, as we come up to the midpoint of 2023, I'd love to offer you the opportunity to step back and reflect on how you've experienced the year so far and what you may be like to change or adjust in the second half of the year as you think about your objectives. My annual mid-year reflection sessions are held via Zoom. They last 90 minutes and they are totally free. In these sessions, I offer you the opportunity not just to engage with your head, but also with your heart and your hands as you choose your actions going forward. This year, I'm offering three sessions, the 27th of June at noon here in Europe, which is 6am Eastern time, or the 28th and the 30th of June at 8am European time, when all of you in North America should frankly be tucked up in bed. If you're interested in joining one of these sessions, just drop me an email at ruth at yourpathtosuccess.ch and I will sign you up and send you the Zoom details. Thank you again for joining me today and keep showing up powerfully as you navigate your path to success.